The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Thanks to Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Profit from the best advice. Collier'sRural.co.nz It's time to go stateside, catch up with our US correspondent, Amy Thaler, out of Washington, D.C. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, BK. How are you? Look, I am great, and I hope you've got over the sort of the travel flu you had last time we spoke. I did. I'm finally feeling better, uh, only to travel again. I'm headed to Utah on Wednesday uh, for a little something-something. All right. Well, let's get into it, shall we? The USDA's uh, crop production forecast. You're getting right into this agricultural stuff. Tell me more. Yeah, I've been digging in. It's been really fun, actually, learning some new things. And the USDA released their uh, crop production forecasts, which were generally favorable and indicated that most major crops are expected to see production increases in 2023. So that's good news. For corn, the USDA projected a record-breaking crop of 15.3 billion bushels, and soybean production is forecasted to increase to 4.6 billion bushels, while wheat production, which we talked about last week, is now expected to decline slightly to 1.7 billion bushels. Now, the favorable forecast is good news for the U.S. ag industry, as it suggests that there will be ample supply of corn, soybeans, and wheat, which is as good old economics teaches us, should help us keep those prices stable. Talking about prices, you're having a similar thing in uh, in the States as we are here with rising fertilizer prices. Yeah, so the cost to produce these crops um, through that we talked about um, just now um, continues to pinch farmers, especially fertilizer uh, prices. The price of nitrogen fertilizer has more than doubled in the past year, and the price of phosphate fertilizer has increased by more than 50%. Now, the increases are due to a number of factors, including increased demand from China and other emerging economies, as well as supply chain disruptions caused by the war in Ukraine. This is a, you know, a theme that we continue mm. to hear about in all sorts of areas and other issues. Now, the rising fertilizer prices, along with the rising prices of other inputs, are making it difficult for farmers to make a profit, right? There are reports of some farmers being forced to cut back on their fertilizer applications due to costs, which then, of course, could lead to lower crop yields, which then leads to lower revenue that just puts the farmers in this really bad wash cycle. As your listeners probably know all too well, it's that old Benjamin Franklin quote, which is one of my favorites, um, which goes, something along the lines of mind your pennies and the dollars will follow. Mm. The U.S. farming sector is not for the faint of heart. I'm sure, you know, quite similar to the farmers uh, in New Zealand. They're facing a plethora of challenges, droughts, rising prices, supply chain issues, and more. But, you know, it's a hardy and resilient sector and time and time again has proven that it can adapt to challenges and continue to produce for the American people. Yeah, exactly the same applies here. Um, let's talk about your story about technology in the, in the meat-making world. Right. So that's part of the, um, you know, the, the sector rising to the challenges. It's about adaptation. And I was reading this really interesting article about some of the technologies being implemented in the meat-making world. That wasn't exactly the headline, but it wasn't too far off. Um, But it talked about things like this new app called Hot Hog that uses local weather data to anticipate poor pig weather, as they were talking, as well as 
um, computer control um, cooling pads for sows, Fitbit equivalents for cows to better monitor their health. And Kansas State University didn't leave our poor cows out. It developed an animal comfort forecasting tool as well for the beef farmers. Now, all of this technology is great if there are financial resources that exist to access and implement, right? And what we really need to remember is that there are producers of livestock in other regions. It's not just the U.S. It's New Zealand and other parts of the world that are Im impacted by climate change. And a 2022 study by Lancet Planetary Health found that there will be greater losses of cattle due to heat stress than te in temperate regions because of the higher impact of climate change and the costs associated to mitigate those changes. So, you know, it's this, you know, whoever's got the financial resources are going to come out ahead, but it's really the um, financial in in inequities you know, really play a part here. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll wrap with a wee story about a, a former sports star who's uh, quite big in the, well, he's had success in the agricultural industry. Yeah, so I don't think the U.S., at least not that I found, has the ag sport connection uh, that New Zealand does. But here's my attempt at it. Um, I did find one bit of farm-related sporting news. It's a stretch, but here we go. There's a former NFL football player named Cody White, and he was just named one of Illinois' 2023 Soybean Association's 20 Under 40 Young Leaders. White was inspired to get into farming by a coach from his former football team that he saw one day on a different kind of field, and it was his father-in-law's farm. And, well, the rest, they say, is history. Field of dreams. There we go. Love it. Go, Cody. There you go. Amy, go nice, Cody. nice to catch up. Enjoy Utah. And we'll talk again next week. Sounds good, BK. Have a good one.